Welcome to TTM Cast One on One with Jeff Baker. Every Wednesday, we'll bring one on one interviews with hobby professionals, former athletes, authors, and collectors. Sponsored by Certified Sports Guarantee. Go to csgcards.com for sports card grading for the win. And by sportscollectorsdaily.com. If it happens in the hobby, you'll find it on sportscollectorsdaily.com. And sponsored by gemrate.com. The latest grading statistic from the four major grading companies is just a click away. Visit gemrate.com. It's free. Sponsored by Collects, the free app for scanning and valuing your cards. Use the app to build your collection and buy and sell with other collectors. Turn the hobby into your side hustle. And now, here's our host, Jeff Baker. Hello, everybody, and welcome to TTM Cast. You are listening to TTM Cast 101. It is Wednesday, August 2nd. Drew, we're in August. It's unbelievable. Yeah, this, this is just, I mean, it's didn't fun July by. just fly by? It did. Yeah. I mean, it seems like just yesterday I was saying they're like, well, it hasn't hit 100 degrees yet. And now it hasn't gotten below 100 degrees. So, <laughs> no, yeah. you're, poor, you're poor guy. My name is Jeff Baker. I am talking to you from Boston, Massachusetts, and joined by my friend and co host from Austin, Texas. His name is Drew Pelto. He is DFW Grapher on YouTube and on Twitter. He will not go on threads, and we understand that. So, we, we will not hold that against him. But he is a, uh, he posts all the time. And he is a content creator. He wrote a great article for Sports Collectors Daily on the 1972 set. And it was, did you just do high numbers? You just high yeah. numbers, right? Yeah, just did on the high numbers. For that yeah, one. that's yeah. what I thought. And it was a great article. Make sure you check that out. He also posts videos just about every week on his TTM successes. Did you, do you have a new one up this week? Not yet. I'm working on it right now. Should have that up uh, probably later today, somewhere around there. So, yeah. Well, it's good to see you haven't melted. Yeah, somehow I am still in one piece that is uh, not a puddle either. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> managing to stay you, alive. And yeah, I've seen uh, demonstrations of people like putting eggs out in a frying pan and eggs and frying eggs right in the sidewalk. Mm-hmm. Have you done that yet? I haven't. I've thought about that, though, but we don't really because the problem here is that, I mean, the sun rises uh, off to my toward the back of my apartment. So I don't have a way to like put it out on the steps or anything like that. And it won't get any sun on it until like mid afternoon. So it's like, eh, I don't know. I don't know if I'll try it out or not, but I just about could at this point. Well, the thing is, if you live in like Massachusetts or, or, or Maine or, or uh, Green Bay in the winter, right? Everyone thro- takes that, that bottle of water and throws it up and then it freezes. You've seen that. Yep. Oh yeah, I have. So that, that's the two things, right? When it's really cold, you throw the, the water out and it freezes and, and disappears. And when you're hot, you, you try to fry an egg on, on the sidewalk and I've seen it. I've seen it happen. And, you know, they were doing it in Phoenix and they do it in Dallas and Drew, mm-hmm. it can't be 107 degrees when I go there next year. It cannot. I, 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 unfortunately I don't control this. They, they don't, they never ask me or else it would be, it would never get above like 95 if they asked me, but well, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. we let's see. It is 67 and sunny today right now. Wow. Just, just wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. So, you know, we're not, we're not going to give a weather report every week, but, it, you know, Drew lives in, in, in Dallas-Fort Worth area, and it's freaking hot. I feel bad for him. And it's it's, it, this, it's it's Satan's butthole here. I mean, this is crazy right now. I mean, it's – I'm trying to think when the last time – it was like this a bit in 2018. So, I remember, right before I went on my first big baseball road trip, it was like 108 for like the week before that. And at the time, I was still working in the office, and I had to wear long pants every day. Oh. 
And so right on top of that, too, uh, there was a baseball game over in Grand Prairie. They had a couple of guys whose autographs I wanted to go and get. So going out there in long black pants and 108 degree weather and getting autographs is not exactly yeah, fun. That's, so that's uh, not smart, my friend. It definitely made it a lot better once we got on the road and on the trip there. And I don't think it was ever over 100 the entire time we did that, because, I mean, well, we got out of Texas. So that's why. Does Jen work from home or is she going into an office? No, she goes in office every day, so she's got to deal with uh, with the heat coming That's out. Of say, at least, at least you're you're you can stay in the house, but yeah, um, you feel like you're getting cooped up because it's just so hot to you can't do anything. I mean, you got to go out at night, right? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I I'm trying to win. The last time I left the apartment was because we're here on Wednesday morning. The last time I would have gone out was probably sometime on Saturday. So it's uh, wow, it's been a while. Okay, I, 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 I'm going to commiserate with you. I, I do like the heat, but I lived in Phoenix for a while, so I know what you're going through. It's yeah, the same thing. Well, guys, we have a fun show for you. I just got back from the National uh, last week or two weeks ago. I spoke with Pat Hughes. Pat Hughes played for the Giants, New York Giants, and the New Orleans Saints in the NFL. He is uh, played. He went to Boston University. Played on the last Boston University team, the only Boston University team that made a bowl. So we talk a little co college uh, with Pat. We also talk. Uh, his time in the NFL. So that is coming up. I uh, just want to remind everyone, Drew, this thing is going gangbusters. I, I met with Ted down at, at the National. They're so happy with, with uh, the response from, from our listeners. And guys, keep it up. Um, we have a $10 coupon exclusively to, for TTMcast listeners. Uh, make sure all you have to, it's really easy. All you have to do is download collects uh, on your, in the Apple, what is it? It's in the Apple Store, right? In the Apple Store or on Google Play doesn't cost you anything and then you they'll send you a ten dollar coupon or credit that you can use in their marketplace have you used your your credit yet i haven't i tried to put in some there are a few cards on there i needed and i contact the sellers and never heard anything okay that's weird so I, I don't know what yeah i got three cards i got three cards yeah i found quickly. some uh, i found some boris salming cards that i needed i'm like hey yeah i'd um just been buying these and you know, clicked on the click, you know, the buy it or whatever kind of thing yeah. is on there and never heard anything. It says, you know, after you buy it, it says, okay, yeah, message the dealer to, you know, get info for payment and all that stuff. And I messaged them and never got anything. So I'm like, okay, this is messed no, up. Now it says, me no offer send, expired. send me the name of the buyer and I'll send it off to Ted. Okay. Yeah. I can, I'll let you know. I can look it up here in a bit. Yeah. All right, cool. So guys, but it is, there is a, you get a $10 coupon. All you have to do is sign up for collects, download it, send us your, uh, collects username and your email address in, in an email and we will send that off to collects and they'll issue a ten dollar coupon and we're getting probably i don't know five to eight a week which is pretty good i think nice. so guys if you want a free ten dollars and it's pretty easy to redeem just send it to ttmcast at yahoo.com and we'll get you a ten dollar coupon well as i said i just got back from chicago had a great uh time it was hot as hades uh for the first couple days uh it was it was really hot in the show. They they had some problems, I guess, with the air conditioning or something. But the at the end of the day, the I think the first two days it was hot, and then the, the last couple of days was fine. It was fine. It cooled down in Chicago, and uh, it was really all in all, I really like Chicago as as a location. Uh, you know, all the restaurants are right there. Um, if the the facility is big enough for every to hold everything, it was Drew. It was so big. There was there was so many vendors and so many deals. It it took a good three and a half to four days to go through everything because it was just, there was just so much stuff, you know? Yeah. 
but it was good. So I picked up a ton of uh, cards. I got some a lot of autograph cards. I got a bunch of autographs through through the uh, VIP thing. Um, it was nice to see Marcel Dion and uh, Bob Lilly and BJ Armstrong at the VIP event. And the lines weren't that long. There were a lot of people there, but it was you know I got through. I got all my stuff signed for the for the three of the guys. It wasn't too bad. And then the the um, getting the autographs at the show. Um, again, the, there was a lot of people there, but it, they kept it moving, and it, it wasn't too bad to get to get the autographs. And then, in terms of purchasing, I purchased a ton of um, ton of stuff. Clemente and I spent about two hours one day going through the dollar uh, hockey autographs. So nice. We pulled. I we pulled. I pulled a bunch of Bruins. He pulled a bunch of Rangers, and we pulled some some other ones that he was looking for. So we had fun doing that. And uh, I got a I got a bunch of uh, Red Sox autographs, and I got a uh, I finished I got uh, four or five Celtic cards that I needed. I picked up a 2002 unopened box of Bowman baseball for forty dollars. Oh, wow. That's good. And they go for like a hundred to hundred and twenty bucks. So I was very happy about that. And I picked up a box of 1990 Topps hockey for like ten bucks. Um, and I got some autograph. I got a Fred Lynn autograph baseball. I was very happy about that. I got some. I got some autograph pictures. It was just. It was fun. It was. It was. It was a good time. Probably spent, spent too much money. Ate too much food. <laughs> got to see a ton of listeners. We saw tons of tons of listeners. Uh, you know, came up. I had my TTM cast stuff on. We saw tons of listeners. Gave out all my T-shirts. I have one T-shirt left. So I gave oh, out all my TTM cast T-shirts. So we are empty on T-shirts, guys. I have to put in a second order so we can give away some t-shirts to more listeners but i gave away tons of t-shirts to the listeners uh you know as i said i saw ted i saw Suze from from cgc i saw uh just you know you name it i i i saw a lot of these a lot of uh the people that we had on the show so all in all it, it was a good time um and I, I again i like chicago they're they're voting on 2025 i think and it was down to uh, Atlantic City, Atlanta, and Chicago, and they're going to let people know in September where, where they chose for 2025, I think. Uh, 26. Uh, 25 26. is definitely going to be Chicago again. Yeah, so twenty next year will be in Cleveland, 25 will be in Chicago, and then 26 they're, they're voting on. So there's, there's a new management team that is starting um, next year, and we'll see what changes they bring to the, to the national and uh it's always get nice to get new blood in and uh you know it's a good show we missed you yeah yeah i wish i could have gone there but i mean i'm hoping maybe i can fly into cleveland next year and at the very least i'm definitely doing 2025 in chicago so we'll get out there how, for that how, how far is your dad from the the uh convention center is he that that is he pretty far about an hour away he's uh it's kind of like the exact opposite side of cleveland from where he lives because uh the airport is down in kind of the uh, southwestern part there, right around the, uh, at the, it's at the airport there, southwestern part there, kind yep. of, and then my dad is up uh, northeast of Cleveland, so it's kind of like half an hour from his place to downtown, then half an hour from downtown to the convent, to the uh, IX Center there, so yeah, it's about an hour total away there, but anytime that I'm usually up there, I'll try to, you know, usually get a couple days in at least to see him. But you probably won't stay with him, you'd have to get a hotel near the uh, convention center. Right. Yeah. I mean, last time that I was out there for a show, it was uh, Aaron and I stayed over in Macedonia, which is about half an hour. It's closer to Akron, actually, than it is to Cleveland, but it's you know, okay. easy freeway access. So it's like a half hour out to the show every day. And then when I went to the 2014 show, I was at one of the airport hotels. So it was a 10 minute drive at most each day. 
Yeah, it's a little Cleveland's a little more spread out, right? Because Chicago yeah. basically you we everyone was in the kind of walking distance to the convention says there's a ton of hotels there and we were at the uh at the uh embassy suites which is actually connected to uh the the um the convention center the first day on wednesday it rained so we used the the tunnels but other than that we you know we just walk across the street it was it was fine uh this the the you know they broke records you know over a hundred thousand people was the the yep. biggest show in terms of uh attendance there was you know six hundred thousand plus uh uh square feet of vendor booth space and i think they had over 700 vendors so it was it was crazy <laughs> yeah that sounds great wow but yeah, the thing with Cleveland, I mean, you said, you know, you could walk there from Chicago. Cleveland, you have to drive. There is nothing that's within walking distance, right. though, unfortunately. But yeah, we parking is ample went, there, and it's a, there's a lot of stuff that's within a short drive, at least. One, one day, I, I left the show early, and I uh, went to the pool with Paula at the hotel. And uh, there was just me and Paula, and this other guy was there, and he happened to be from Cleveland. He was scouting out oh, nice. the, the show for yep. Cleveland and getting ideas and he was meeting with with dealers and stuff so um he you know he the uh, they've made a lot of changes to the the IX centers that would have called it's called yeah yeah they made a lot of changes and remember they had that Ferris wheel they moved they, they moved the they moved the Ferris wheel yeah I heard they unfortunately moved that out which is too bad but uh yeah I mean it's it's no, still they, still venue, though, they still have it they still have it it's just not it's not just it's just not right in the middle of the 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 floor you know okay well do they, if, as long as it's still up and running, that would be cool. If not, it is. they did not get rid of it. it. That's good. That's good then. Because I had heard that they were just completely getting rid of it. And it's like, oh, come on, man. That's one of the big draws there. But yeah, no, no, right, it's, it's still there. It. That's just, good. Then. They just moved it to to add ex, extra um, exhibit space. It's probably smart. I mean, having it right in the dead center there, it's like, ah, that's uh, wasting a little bit of space there for sure. Yeah. Well, how was your week? Have you been getting any, buying any cards or did you go out and do some uh, graphing this past weekend? Uh, didn't do any graphing at all. The team that was coming in in Cleburne was one that I didn't really need anything for, so I didn't bother going for them. I think, wait, was that this week? It's all kind of running together right no, now. No, I know. We missed, what, what we missed Saturday's show, so we're... we're, we're yeah, we're, yeah. Kind of... And uh, yeah, I, I know I didn't do any graphing at all, I don't think. I'll let everyone know Saturday what I did this weekend, because I don't think I, I don't think this was a graphing week at all now that I think about it, but... I did at least um, do, a little, do a lot of trading. and Well, maybe not a lot of trading, but at least a little bit of trading. I got all of my stuff photographed and uh, ready to show off easily. So it's uh, hopefully we'll make some trades easier from that. Oh, nice. But uh, also I did uh, make a purchase from a Facebook group. I posted a whole bunch of stuff at very reasonable price. And had I been quicker, I would have gotten a second card there. He had a Thai Domi one. It was Domi, McSorley, and somebody else. And it was like seven bucks for the group of the three of them. And had I been quicker, I've been boom, done with done. I'll take that. Excuse me, I'll take that one. But literally, as I posted on another one that I buy that one, I got over that one. Somebody had beat me by like a minute and a half, unfortunately. Oh, that's so I missed out on that. But for five bucks, I got Yari Curry. There, nice. Which is great because I mean he was a he was not exactly a good signer when he was a player. He had a habit of smearing stuff. His uh, he would never TTM at all. And he still doesn't TTM. The last time I saw him do a private signing, I think it was like 50 bucks just for cards. So I had never had a Curry autograph when I saw this one up there for five bucks and it compared well to all the other ones I was looking at. It's like, yeah, we'll, we'll go ahead and grab that one. So uh scoop that up and got it in. What, from, car, what uh, car is that? Who, who? That is the uh, 94 95 uh, Parkhurst set. Okay, so it was uh, when he's still playing for the Kings there. So yep. uh, after his big days there, but uh, yeah, he's already 500 goal score and 1000 point guy by that point. But uh, 
yeah, he's, I mean, uh, tough one to get best finished player of all time before uh, Temu Solani came along. So super happy to add this one in. It's the first Curry autograph I've gotten. Now I just need to find a, an affordable signing that he does. So I can get my rookie card signed by him and just be all done with him then at that point. The, he doesn't go up to um, Montreal or uh, Toronto. Not that I've seen. I think he lives over back over in Finland now. I think oh. he actually works with one of the teams over there. So probably just sticks around there. I know he's done a, a signing at some point recently, but like I said, it was like 50 bucks for cards, which it's like, he's good, but he's not quite $50. Right. $50 cards, for cards so, is something. Yeah. I'm going to pass on that, but yeah, I got that. I got my stuff uh, ready to go for the next few sessions. I'm uh, hopefully going to try to get out to Frisco this weekend for their game against Midland. Now that JT Ginn is active and I need him for my heritage set. So I'll try to brave the heat and go out there if I can. Cool. And uh, also on Saturday, going down to the Rangers and Marlins game, a friend of mine is going to be in town. So he said, hey, let's hit up a game. And I'm like, all right, sure. I'll pull my Marlins stuff and see if I can get anything done there, but not counting on a whole lot. And unfortunately, the alumni signer for Saturday is Brian Holiday. So it's like um, I, I have nothing on him. I mean, he was a major leaguer for what, maybe I think it's like seven teams across like four seasons. And I mean, yeah, he was with the Rangers for a little bit, but he's mostly around here because he's from Dallas and he played at TCU. So like I could go and get that, uh, you know, like a little three by four promotional photo signed, but eh, I'm probably not going to bother with it. I'm just going to go and see what I can get down at the field there if they even take BP, which they probably won't. And then, uh, yeah, hope for the best. Do you like the trades that they made? Um, No comment on the Rangers. That's I mean. Honestly, my big, I want to see them fall flat on their face so I can watch every single freaking Rangers fan in this area cry throughout all of October. $800 million this team spent combined across two off seasons. And right now they're what, half a game up on the Astros? Yeah. They had to go out and throw a bunch of money around and three prospects to go and get, uh, get what, Scherzer, whose arm usually falls off before October gets here, got a, a middle of the line rotate or middle of the rotation guy in Jordan Montgomery, an average bullpen arm. And a I like Monk. I like Montgomery. Yeah, he's 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 a middle of the rotation guy. I mean, that's just you know I mean, what, right the now, Red, considering if all, the Red Sox got the him, he'd be the top of the rotation guy. Yeah, true. <laughs> I mean, considering all the Rangers injuries right now, he's basically going to be their number two starter. But yikes, he's I mean, he may be a decent as a mid rotation guy, but if you're relying on him to be your number two, ooh, not good. But uh, no, I want to see the Rangers fans all crying throughout October. So uh, that's what I'm hoping for there. I do like the Guardians moves there. Syndergaard was, uh, I mean, Syndergaard's a I decent know, They product. got him for nothing, really. Right, yeah. I mean, they gave up, um, what's his name, Rosario to get him. Rosario is, a, he's kind of a redundancy at this point. He's the worst fielding shortstop yep. out of like the six shortstops they have on their roster. And his bat doesn't make up enough for that. It's a decent hitter, but not great. So, you know, ship him out, get some, get a piece, and you can give more playing time now to Arias, to Freeman, to a Brian Rocchio in the next year or so. And then what else? They got rid of uh, Josh Bell's albatross of a contract, which is great. I mean, he's been a total bust since they signed him. What do you him. think of Savalas uh, trading him? I, I love the Savali deal. The Guardians have been great about trading pitchers right before they need to, basically. So I'm hoping that it continues here again. And they've gotten a good return on him. I mean, Kyle Manzardo is one of the top 50 prospects in baseball right now. Yep. Good, good kid when I met him last year, too. So, uh, good. yeah, I've got high hopes on him. I'm hoping that he'll be... Uh, He's probably the first baseman of the future for this team there. Cause I mean, yeah, you just dumped Bell's Albatross of a contract. You've got, um, what's his name? Uh, Naylor there right now, but he's only signed through 2025. He'll get a huge deal. I'm sure. So he probably won't be sticking around for long. So you got to have somebody ready to take over there and they didn't. And now they do. Yeah. Naylor's not a great 
fielding guy either, right? He's no, he's better off. I think as a DH. As a I DH. mean, he used to be. I agree. He used to be a corner outfielder too, and I'm like, when I saw him playing out there in the minors, then again with the, with the Guardians, I'm just like, why? You can't be that desperate to get his bat in the lineup. I mean, ugh, no, but. He's been, I mean, yeah, he's a terrible fielder at first, good bat at least, so he's definitely more of a DH type. But, okay, so, yeah, I mean, you know, you bring him, if if you're able to sign him long-term after 2025, you DH him, you play a Manzardo at first, you're good to go. Did you hear about um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and rookie cards? I know his price on them is ridiculous through his website. But... Well, what they did, listen to this one, you're going to love this one, right? They had his agent and a couple other people there and the price was what you know whatever it was to get kareem's autograph but if you wanted to get an autograph on a rookie card they basically graded the card and then determined the the price of the autograph by the grading of the card so and it wasn't they were the the agent was grading it nobody else so you'd bring a, a, a lot of people were cracking the slabs that they had, you know, they had creams that were fours and fives mm-hmm. and they would bring it to the table and they were saying, Oh, that's an eight or that's a nine. <laughs> I figure I, as soon as you said that, I'm thinking, okay, so somebody's going to walk up there with one that's like oval shaped basically. And they'll go, that's a seven and a half right there. Yep. Jeez. So it was a real, uh, real problem. Mm-hmm. So, and the, you know, and it wasn't, it wasn't cheap. It was, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars as they, you know, you got up yeah. to, eight nines and tens so um i guess kareem is is ill he's got i think he has cancer so he's not gonna oh, be doing too, doing too many more signings and uh you know he did he's he was there for two days he signed and he said i know he stayed late on saturday he stayed until seven o'clock on saturday signing um but the you know it, it, the lines were were the weren't they weren't moving because everyone was you know 20 minutes to to right. sign it before they determined how to come what he was going to sign and where he was going to sign it and it was just kind of, it was too bad. Yeah, geez. All right, buddy. I think we got all our housekeeping done. What do we got? Batting leadoff. Batting leadoff. It is hobby happenings. Let's get the show started. Leading off, we look at hobby happenings. Smart collectors turn to Sports Collectors Daily to stay up to date. From new releases to incredible collections hitting the auction block, news from inside the business of sports collectibles, and much more, Sports Collectors Daily has it, all with no subscription cost. SC Daily also delivers a live look at the most watched sports card auctions on eBay for every sport. Sign up to get the headlines in your email for free or just visit the website whenever you like. With 16,000 stories in the archive going back 16 years, there is always plenty to read at sportscollectorsdaily.com happenings 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 <laughs> well you know what this hasn't not a lot of stuff going on in the hobby i think everyone was tied to the national all the companies were were tied to that there's not much going on in the auction world uh one big news that happened right at the national was connor bedard has signed officially with upper deck which is great uh he is going to be uh he, he's going to help hockey cards i think he's him his you know, I hope he he's the player because there's a lot of excitement in the hobby. There was a lot of talk of uh, Connie Connor Bedard, uh, and it seems like you know he's gonna he's gonna bring the interest to hockey cards. I think this this uh, this winter, don't you think? I think so. I mean, it seems to be the biggest, most hyped prospect we've seen in a while here in the hockey world because you've had a few that have come in, like you know Alexis Lafreniere was you know big for a very short time and just hasn't really quite panned out, but. Also, hockey is a world where you haven't really seen that many number one overall picks go bust either. So it's a guy like Bedard is almost a sure thing, it seems like. I mean, the last true bust of a number one I can think of is what, like 
Patrick Steffen maybe. So it's been a while. So I think it's a, it's a smart move for Upper Deck to sign him. It's great to announce that in Chicago where he's going to be playing. So yeah, good for them. And I think uh, he's definitely, he's going to be the next big thing for hockey cards for sure. Yeah. What, one of the booths that had um, f- the fanatics, the, the real, the game, uh, you know, quality sweaters. And I got a Chicago Blackhawks one. They had, mm-hmm. they just said Chicago Blackhawks, but they were selling for $25. Wow. Things nice. It's gorgeous. So um, that, that was one of the cool pickups. Hey, we got some grading numbers last week in July. We do indeed. We'll have uh, hopefully the monthly numbers soon as well. But uh, just for the final week of the month, PS, everybody's down a little bit, but I'm sure there's some, you know, pre-national stuff going on to bring all that stuff down. So, yeah, PSA I'm sure they 200... were all, you know, I'm sure they, they you know, all, all the grading companies had people at the site grading cards. Yep. So I'm sure at the end of the week, they weren't great. They weren't grading anything. Yeah, they had to get out there. And I'm sure, I mean, collectors probably aren't going to want to send in a whole ton either. It's like, yeah, we'll wait and pick up some stuff in the national and then do a big bulk sending after that. So PSA down 6%, 270,000 cards still graded by them, though. So still a very uh, busy week out there. SGC, 19,200 cards. That is a 19% drop. Beckett saw a 13% drop, 14,400 cards. And CGC, a 36% drop, 14,600 cards. Yeah, CJC had a great booth. They had they had um Miss Pac-Man and and uh and Ski Ball and all sorts of stuff. People were, the kids were winning uh, prizes, tokens and stuff and then they got they could get cards or um discounts on grading and all stuff. They did they did a great job. Beckett had a huge uh booth as well, so did SGC. PSA of course, they they were oh, swamped. So it was um, you know, grading is grading and they all all the four major major grading companies we're accepting we're grading cards at the site and i know uh cgc had a uh an offsite you know they had a grading they what they were doing is they were taking the stuff in but they must have had a, a ballroom or something that they had people grading cards because they were turning them around pretty quickly so very very cool so um a lot of a lot of uh grading happening at the national we have some new releases uh coming this week score 2023 football the first 2023 football is out uh, and they're going to have this 40 cards per pack, this 10 packs per box. So it's pretty good. There's a lot of cards. You get your four autographs. I haven't seen a price on those yet, but those are usually, what do they usually run? A couple hundred bucks? Yeah, usually for, yeah, jumbo boxes. I know I know when I bought a hockey one about 10 years ago, it was a little over 100. So I bet right now, probably about 200 or so, if I had to guess. Yeah, so those, those are, are coming out now. For this the first release for uh, 2023 football. So bravo for... Uh, Panini get the score score out right before the season starts. Got a Panini soccer release coming out as well for 22-23. The Obsidian soccer uh, set is going to be making its way out. Get one pack of seven cards, but out of those seven, you get four autos or memorabilia cards. No uh, price tag on that one either. It's one of those kind of, you know, mid to high end products there, though, but a lot of good stuff in there if you're going to get four autos or mem cards in it. Yeah, those are nice looking cards. Obsidian yes. is nice looking cards. Well, we have 2023 Panini Legacy NFL is coming out. You get uh, 12 packs in a, in a box, eight cards per pack, two autos, and those are going to go for about $180. So maybe the score will be a little less, right? Because score is kind of the yeah. the low the low end one. So maybe yeah, maybe the score is going to be 150 bucks. I'm guessing. That'd be nice if it's 150. I might go and grab a box then. That's that. Yeah, be those cool I like them. Then they're nice cards. Uh, Panini's Select Draft Picks football is coming out as well. You can see 15 cards per pack in there, three packs uh, in a box, and three autographs in there as well. $150 on that, so not too bad a price there for uh, 45 cards with three autos in it. 
Yeah, we have 2022-23 Panini Chronicles are out. Um, I think that's basketball, right, Drew? Uh, yes, I believe so. I believe it's that's be basketball, basketball, yeah. We get eight cards per pack, six six packs per box. You get two autos, and that's going for $250. That's 2022-23 Panini Chronicles for $250. Uh, Tops Chrome Baseball making its way out as well. The Blasters will run you $35. In those, you're going to see seven packs of four cards, but get a few refractors in there, two sepia and two pink refractors in each of those uh, blaster boxes. So cool stuff to go along with that. Yeah, I got them uh, Fanatics online. They're available on Fanatics online for 35 bucks. I have them sitting right here that I haven't opened yet. I haven't had time to, I have so many cards to put away. <laughs> like I didn't want to start doing, oh, you know, it's funny. Um, I was in the, I, don't, I forgot to tell you this. I was in the one of the breaker areas and the guy was breaking a case of uh, series two, top series two. Uh, 20, 2023. Um, and I just walked by and I was like, What are you gonna do with all those? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, I'm gonna throw them away. You gonna oh, throw them away? I'll take them. Yeah, so I basically got, I got a case of 2023 uh, series two uh, tops baseball cards. So if you need any, I have I probably have a set. I have I probably have a set. I feel I completed nice. my set and I, I have a box. Basically, it was a case. A case. I, I got all the. Um, I got all the base cards. Nice. So it's pretty good. I have so never I, understood why breakers just throw that stuff away. If I'm going to be buying a team on there, I still want all of the base from that team too. I mean, that's it. It was sad. Bizarre. I had this. I had this big box like this big, right, yeah. on my lap on my chair, and then we had to get it in the airplane. Oh, jeez. <laughs> but I took it. It was pretty good. So I actually went yeah. through them yesterday. I needed about I don't know sixteen or seventeen cards to finish that set. So I finished my set and then I, uh, you know, they, they left some uh, inserts in there as well. So it was pretty, it was a great deal, but I, if you need, uh, if you're putting together the 23 uh, top set series two, I have a ton. If you guys need any, let me know. Nice. Um, all right. So I got, uh, send me a list. I'll, I can send them to you for nothing. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, that is about it, Drew. I think we got, we got everything out of the way there's not much auction news going on right now because i think you know all the auction companies are kind of uh we're waiting for the national and i think it's the i think we're going to see a a flood of news from the industry in the next week or two but uh that that is about it for new releases and news so with that wraps up hobby happenings we have uh i had a a really the the privilege and the pleasure of interviewing pat hughes pat hughes played for the new york giants and the New Orleans Saints uh, during his time in the NFL. He played 10 years and he was a, um, he went to Boston University. He was only on the only Boston University team that ever won a, went to a bowl game. And he is a, a great signer through the mail. He signed a 73 tops card for me. And we talked to Pat about playing in the NFL and his time uh, in college. And he has, he's a really interesting guy. So please enjoy my interview with Pat Hughes from, from uh, the Giants and Saints. This week's interview is brought to you by Certified Sports Guarantee, csgcards.com for superior sports card certification and grading. The Certified Collectibles Group is playing to win. CGC Trading Cards and CSG are combining into CGC Cards, solidifying its position as one of the world's largest and most prominent card grading services. With the merger, collectors get a number of upgrades including the option to submit without a paid membership, a Gem Mint 10 grading scale, a sleek new label, a simplified submission process, and prices you are going to love. 
upgrade all your cards with CGC Cards and visit cgccards.com today. All right, guys, we have a very special guest today. We're going to speak with Pat Hughes. Pat Hughes is from Everett, Massachusetts, and you know him, Boston guy, so we love to promote guys from the New England area. He went to Boston University in the 70s, he 60s, really, the 60s, right, Pat? And 60s, he, yes. 60s. <laughs> and he, was, <laughs> he was a ninth-round pick in the 1970 draft uh, by the New New York Giants, the New York football Giants. He played for the Giants from 70 to 76. Then he was traded to the Saints. He played for them from 77 to 79. He captained the Boston University team in 1969 along with Bruce Taylor, and they led the Terriers to their only bowl game in the history of this school. So that is something Pat Hughes is a linebacker uh, by trade, but we're going to talk to him about just about everything. So welcome to the program, Pat. Thank you. Good to be here. Uh, you know what? I, I, we've we've talked a couple times now. I'm so excited to to talk to a, a fellow New Englander. And right. you had a real tumultuous uh, time from when you graduated high school to when you finally ended up at BU. You were you were kind of all over the place, right? Yeah, it was. Uh, uh, it, it got really confusing. I had uh, uh, signed a letter of intent to uh, attend uh, Ohio State University. Uh, flew out there and was met at the airport by Woody Hayes and, you know, taken immediately to the to the gym and uh, said, he's, well, you know, stretch a little bit. And, and uh, so I played some handball and did some other things with some coaches and other players and what have you. And uh, and so I was pretty well set to go to Ohio State. I had a four year uh, full scholarship, uh, room board, books and tuition. My dad, on the other hand, was getting letters from uh, uh, Paul Dietzel. Uh, Paul was the coach at West Point. Yeah. Uh, and uh, my father was a former Marine. And uh, so Dietzel was playing on, on my dad's background and, and uh, uh, convincing him that the best place for me would be the United States Military Academy at <laughs> West Point. You're like, no, I want to go to Ohio State where all the girls are. I don't want to go <laughs> yeah. to that point. Yeah. Or at least some girls are, you know. But it, uh, as it turns out, uh, uh, my dad called Woody Hayes, told him I wouldn't be coming. Uh, uh, Dietzel arranged for me to go to a year of prep school because uh, I had missed the alternate appointment uh, to the military academy. So they had to put me on ice for a year. So they sent me to Valley Forge Military Academy in Wayne, Pennsylvania, uh, and where actually where I played tight end, uh, which was kind of strange. And uh, and my roommate was a young man named uh, Jimmy Curtis. His father was Cactus Jack Curtis, uh, the head coach at University of California, Santa Barbara. Oh, wow. And so, and so so Jimmy and I were. Uh, uh, roommates and and uh, uh, we got uh, we got to talking about home and our girlfriends and one thing and the other and, and uh, one night and uh, we both looked at each other and said it's time to leave. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I I think I was there for like a month or you know, five weeks or something like that. You lasted five weeks longer than I would have because I would have been out of there in about fifteen seconds. Well, we 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 got under the fence, not over the fence, and got out onto the road and, and tried to figure figure out how we get to Philadelphia because uh, Jimmy needed to take a plane to California. I needed to take a train. 
And uh, but we were like two kids on the on the road to the Wizard of Oz, right? We were <laughs> skipping down the road and, and and happier than planned. I'm free. I'm free. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And so it was it was pretty pretty neat. And uh, my uh, my girlfriend uh, at the time, my wife of today uh, uh, of fifty four years. Well, then you made a good choice there. Uh, yes, uh, yes, I did. I was lucky. <laughs> you made you better choice a girlfriend than, than picking schools, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah, exa- exactly, exactly. But she had gone to Europe and bought me a, a watch there that was quite quite nice, and uh, and but I had to pawn it because Jimmy needed money, I needed money, and so we went to a pawn shop in Philadelphia. I pawned the watch. Uh, I gave him what money I had so he could get his plane ticket. Uh, we both hugged, said goodbye. I got a train uh, uh, to Boston. He got a plane to uh, Los Angeles. And, and we, we've never talked to each other since then. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, you, you know, you I, haven't I, you haven't circled back and to find out what happened to him. Or? No, I I, tr- I tried to at one point and and uh, I just I just couldn't couldn't come up with it right. But so I called I called my wife Carol and told her I was coming. She says they're looking for you. Uh, the, the yeah, you're AWOL. <laughs> your, your parents called uh, uh, me and and wanted to know if you had heard from. She had heard from me uh, because uh, myself and my roommate had run away. And uh, and Carol said, "Well, no, I, I hadn't." And and so I told her not to say anything that I was on a train uh, from Philadelphia to Boston, and uh, so. Got there, got home, uh, and uh, it was one of those situations where my my father was greatly disappointed. Okay. Yeah, I was going to ask you how it was received by your dad. He must have. He must yeah, have. He, yeah, he was, and 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 you know, years later, we 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 made up, and and uh, I, I apologized for it. But uh, I apologized, but uh, was not uh, would would have done the same thing over and over again. You know. Yeah, and, you're an eighteen. You eighteen year old kid. How do you know what right. what you want when you're eighteen? Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And so so the. Uh, uh, yeah, well, one of the experiences I had before, uh, I, I had gotten into several fights at, at Valley Forge with different people because I, I didn't understand hierarchy. I understood, uh, uh, you know, the law of the jungle and, and, and uh, yeah, and being spoke. from Everett, Everett's not a, a, a soft place. It's a, it's a tough place. No, to no, it's, no, it's not. And, and, and so, uh, so I would, I got called before the adjutant general. And uh, and he said, son, you know, what seems to be your trouble, your problem? You know, you're, you're every week there's a new fight or you're doing something to somebody. And, and uh, I said, well, sir, I said, uh, 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 in all honesty, uh, I said, uh, this isn't the real army. You're not a real general. And I'm having a hard time playing make believe. And, and so, so who would, uh, who would pick on you? You were a big kid. You, these guys must well, you know, there. Well, it was multiple people, and and uh, you know, and uh, at any given at any given time, you know. But uh, uh, so so anyway, the poor general, you know, he just lost all color and, <laughs> and, and what have you, and uh, and so when I got home, uh, I started. Uh, going back to some of the local schools, UMass Boston, uh, uh, 
Holy Cross, uh, Boston College, uh, uh, you know, to be, these were schools that were after me before I signed with Ohio State. And uh, uh, because I had, uh, I, I had gotten a letter from, the, from at that point, uh, Vietnam was cooking on 12 cylinders. Oh, I'm sure. People, people were getting drafted. Right. And I got a letter from the draft board and then a note from the, the adjutant general that said, who's not a real general now? <laughs> I was I was called up for my pre-induction physical. Oh, wow. Which was, yeah, there was That's a lot scary. of pressure. Yeah, it was it was uh, one of those times. And so Carol was going to Boston University at the time. And she uh, went to the athletic director and she said, you know, that kid from Everett Patties? And they said, yeah, we, we, we knew of him. Uh, she said, well, I think if you called him, he'd come to school here. And, <laughs> and, they, and they said, who the hell are you, lady? <laughs> you know, and she says, well, she says, I, I do believe it. And so uh, uh, they called and uh, uh, they came to the house. They said, we couldn't give you a scholarship. You'd have to commute the first year. I said, will you get in touch with the draft board, tell them I've been accepted and will be attending and uh, so that I can change my status from uh, 1A to 4, 2S or 4S, whatever it, whatever it was at the time. And they said, yep, they'd do it. I said, then I'm yours. And, and that's how I ended up at Boston University. And freshmen couldn't play then, right? Freshmen were not allowed to play at, at no. any NCAA school. Yeah, no, we were used as scrimmage bait for the varsity, but but uh, uh, we had a good group of uh, freshmen like Bruce Taylor, uh, Freddie Barry. Uh, there were some guys there that were really, you know, good players. And uh, so when we scrimmaged the varsity, you know, uh, I said, it's all out war. We can't let these guys run over us. And, and uh, uh, you know, and we didn't, <laughs> you know, and, and uh, uh, I remember one time they were practicing goal line offense. And, and I said, if somebody lets them score, I said, I'm going to kill you. And, <laughs> and, and so we broke the huddle and, and play after play after play after play. They couldn't score. Because, uh, you know, we were just sticking them. And, and uh, finally, it was one of those deals. I said, let's let them in because <laughs> otherwise we're going to be here all night. And, uh, and we let them score. But uh, the freshman team uh, that year was uh, as good as that varsity team and probably better. Yeah, I mean, that's the team that ended up ultimately going to a bowl game, correct? Right. This, the Pasadena Bowl, uh, we played San Diego State, uh, which uh, they beat us. But uh, it was the first bowl and the only bowl game, as you had mentioned, the only bowl game that the BU had ever played in, in football. And, you know, since then, they've dropped football, which is, you know. No, it's, it's a shame. A, it's a, it's it's a, a shame. Yeah, it, it's a hockey school. You know, well, I know. It, Guys, it, it, if you haven't been to Boston University, basically, the city of Boston is the campus. It's right on the Charles River. It is. Yeah. It's a beautiful. It's a beautiful school. But it yeah. is on the the. It is the city is the campus. Um, right. As a as a eighteen nineteen year old kid during the sixties, that must have been a really uh, energized place. Yeah, there was no question about it. You know, it was. Uh, they were protesting the war in Vietnam. There was always a protest here or there. And uh, uh, the campus was was like I said, it was Boston, you know, Commonwealth Avenue. Uh, yeah. uh, we, they owned uh, uh, most of it from uh, from Kenmore Square uh, up to uh, Brookline. 
So, yeah, and they do even now. Neat. We were when I went to a Red Sox game last <laughs> week, and I was, was marveling at how big the BU campus has been. It, it has grown yeah. incrementally, yeah. even for even for, for uh, you know twenty years ago when I was down there. Um, you, yeah, were, uh, you, you were uh, drafted in the ninth round by the Giants, so you you weren't uh, you, you you weren't definitely destined to play in the in the NFL. But um, when did you realize that? Okay, I can I can play with these guys. I can I can play in the NFL. I can stick with these guys. Yeah, I th- I, I think uh, you know in training camp where where you begin to see uh, players that you've heard about or watched or or this this that and the other thing, and uh, and what happened to me was. Uh, uh, there was an injury. Greg Larson was the center. He was a mm-hmm. 12, 13 year veteran, a great guy. He got hurt. Uh, his backup, Chuck Hinton, uh, was was injured. And so uh, I centered uh, at Everett, played center and linebacker, uh, right, and centered for punts, uh, which I was doing for the Giants as a rookie. And uh, uh, so uh, the coach, uh, Coach Webster, uh, Alex Webster, was the head coach that time. You know, uh, Tarkenton came over and said, Pat, can you give me a few snaps, you, you know, without breaking my fingers? And so I snapped the ball up. up, up, up. And so uh, uh, Francis looked at, uh, at Coach Webster and said, he'll do. And, and so all of a sudden I was made offensive center. I started, uh, I think, five games uh, wow. in the ex. In the exhibition, yeah, it was wow. For me, it was wow because the first game was against the Packers and Ray Nitschke. <laughs> 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 and, and it was like, hey, kid, welcome to the NFL, right? And, and it was it was that kind of thing. And uh, and, and then the second or third game was uh, was 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 the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, and and and. Uh, uh, what was his name down there? One of the one of the de- defensive tackles. I uh, uh, can't think of his name right now, but uh, he he grabbed me at one point and, and uh, uh, brought me into the defensive huddle. And the uh, the official had to come in and say, uh, you know, you got to let him go. I, I, <laughs> you got to let him go. And and he said, no. He says he he was holding me. He says I'm going to keep him. <laughs> so eventually they they negotiated my release from the defensive huddle of this of the Steelers and, and back into the other but I started uh, five games uh, and uh, but always wanted to play linebacker and and uh, I went back to linebacker after that fifth uh, uh, exhibition game and um you know, and at that point, I had had an experience as a as a, a center with these other teams that said, you know, I can play with this these people. You know, yeah, that's that's kind you of neat know, they, that you had the versatility to to bo- do both as a. Uh, you played inside linebacker, right? So you were calling up most of the defensive plays. Uh, yes, for a while, yeah, I was, and and uh, but. Uh, so it was, you know, it was uh, it was one of those things that uh, having having gone through the exhibition season uh, uh, as uh, a center and, and uh, uh, I was switched back to linebacker and, uh, uh, you know, uh, I made the team that had the last cut that was always 
cutting days were always tough, right? Oh, I'm sure. Because I would have gotten, an, I would have had an ulcer. You'd, you'd go, you'd go back to your room after breakfast and you had to wait there until uh, like 10 o'clock or so uh, uh, because they'd send the ball boy up to your room. Coach wants to see you bring, bring your playbook. And so uh, my Gary Inskeep, I remember him, was my fresh, my rookie uh, uh, roommate. And uh, we got a knock on the door and in come the youngster. And I'm saying, no, 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 no. And, uh, and he said to Gary, uh, coach wants to see you bring your playbook. And, and, and great conflict, right? Because you were right, It wasn't you, but your, your buddy's no longer with you. Living this with this guy for the, for the duration, you know, and, and sharing uh, everything and your challenges with them. And, and, and all of a sudden you're there and he's not right. And, uh, but uh, when he left with his playbook and everything else, I had a smile on me, like, you know, that you, you couldn't wipe it off my face. Did you call your dad so first? Was, Did you call you know, your dad first and say, dad, I made it, I made it. Yeah. Well, uh, it's, it, it's, it, yeah, it's one of those things. Uh, I, I, I did call him and, and, and uh, because we grew up watching the giants, right. In New oh England. yeah. That, that was the team, right. That was before the Patriots. Yeah. We, we had no Patriots, you know, but we had the giants. And, and, and so it was living the dream for me. You know, to be uh, the first time I walked out through the dugout and up onto the infield at Yankee Stadium in a giant uniform. I mean, it was just it was magic, pure magic. And, uh, you know, I mean, my time there was just uh, uh, wonderful. You know, was that was that your favorite place to play at Yankee Stadium? That was it. Yeah, it was because that's where I had grown up watching them play right and uh, watch the the giant cult game which was called one of the great games of all time 1957 uh the colts score in overtime alan amici yep. scores uh beats the giants in, in in that playoff game you know and from that point on uh, that's where i wanted to wanted to go you know and uh, so uh, it was it was interesting it, just a quick funny story about the draft, right? Yeah, sure. So I stay home. I cut classes, stay home that first day of the draft because, of course, the scouts call and say, yeah, you're going to be, you know, you'll go early, yada, yada, yada. So, so I think the first day they went through six, seven rounds, right? And uh, no call, no nothing. And uh, so I said, <laughs> I said to my mother, I said, I, I got to go to classes I said, <laughs> because I think <laughs> – I think football is not going to be where I'm going to spend time, you know? So uh, I said, I'll call you later in the day. So I go to class early afternoon. I call my mother and she says, Oh, honey, 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 you've been drafted. I said, by who mom? She says, yeah, by country? New York. <laughs> I said, I said, New York, who the jets, the giants, the bills. And she said, Oh, she says, well, I'm sure they'll call back. <laughs> I was going to kill her. It was one of those things. It was like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So well, that's funny. That but, it worked yeah. out. It worked out for the best, certainly. Um, did uh -huh. you did what as a linebacker? Obviously, you you were plugging holes and, and tackling all these running backs that were coming out. Who was who were some of the, the toughest guys to bring down for you? Gail Sayers. 
uh, was was one uh, Larry Zonka, but he was tough for everybody, and and you had to get at least three guys on top of him before he'd go down. Uh, Calvin Hill, uh, who sure. came out of Yale, Dallas Cowboys, uh, uh, you know, and uh, yeah, there there were there were a number of them. Uh, uh, the um, Larry Brown, Washington Redskins. Yep. I mean, who was your who was your who was your rival back then? Was it the Redskins or was it the the Cowboys? I, I think it was it, it was uh, for us anybody in the, in in the Eastern Conference, yep. right? Uh, uh, Philadelphia, uh, Dallas, uh, uh, you know the other the others, and uh, you know it's it's one of those things. The uh, uh, I played on. I think there was just maybe one or two winning seasons in the 10 years that I was in the league. And it was, uh, is it hard to play on on a losing team? Is it harder to play on a losing team? I, I, it's, yeah, it's difficult, right? I mean, because you want to be in the playoffs, you want to be in the Super Bowl, you, you know, you want to go here and there and, and, uh, and it's, and it's, and it's tough, you know, and it's tough when, when, you know, you lose two or three in a row and, and uh, getting up for that next one. And right. So you're playing in a phys- you're playing in a physical game and you're getting right. your, your body beat and you're like, right. well, why am I doing this? If we're going to lose right. four or five games right. in a row. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so that, that was, you know, that was difficult, but, but you end up, you know, I mean, it's a pride thing. You end up yourself at least saying that, well, I'm going to give the best I've got and, and, and work my ass off and, and, uh, and try to make it, make the change that we need to win. And, and so, you know, everybody's got to make that decision, right? Uh, We went through a couple of different head coaches, uh, Alex Webster was fired. And they brought up uh, the fellow from Miami Dolphins, uh, Bill Arnsparger, sure. uh, who who was the 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 genius behind the the uh, the, the no name defense down there that uh, in Miami when Miami I think went undefeated there one year, uh, uh, and so Bill came up and 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 beat the living shit out of us at training camp. <laughs> and, and we beat, I didn't we, sign up for this. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, we beat everybody in, 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 in the, in the exhibition season and then, and then lost the first six games of the season because we, <laughs> we were all, we were, we were worn out. <laughs> yeah. You guys are toast uh, already. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but, uh, you know, I, I loved, uh, I loved being in New York, loved playing for the giants, uh, the Saints, uh, it was a wonderful experience for me. Dick Nolan, former Giant. Uh, what what uh, led you to get traded from the Giants to the Saints in 76 or 77? Well, I, I think there was a bit of a, of a youth movement. Uh, there was some younger linebackers that were coming up and, and – uh, and, uh, you know, it was uh, uh, one of those things that, uh, uh, you know, I was – I was in, I was 30, uh, thereabouts and, 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 you know, 30 versus 24, you know, you get more years out of them. And, uh, uh and then I had had, uh, you know, some, uh, some, uh, uh situations with folks, uh, that, uh, uh, just wasn't, uh, called for, but, uh, so anyway, where did, where did the saints play? Cause this was, bef- this was before the Superdome, correct? 
No, it was the Superdome. It was the Superdome. So yeah. how, did you like playing in a dome? or No, I didn't or... like inside. I don't like inside. You know, the game is supposed to be played outside where if it rains, it snows, or, or it's hotter than hell. You, you have to deal with it, right? Uh, being in an air-conditioned building, you know, uh, just uh, didn't make a lot of sense for me. I missed the outside. You know, and the elements because uh, it was the same weather all the time. You know, did you get to play against the Patriots at all? Did you get to play at Schaefer Stadium? Uh, no, we played uh, with the Giants. We played them. Uh, that's when they were playing at Harvard Stadium. Uh, was, okay, I think it was, I think it was an exhibition game or or something there that we played them once. But uh, I don't think we ran into them on either Giants or, or Saints uh, during that time. So, but um, Archie yeah. Manning, the quarterback. Yeah, Archie Manning, was, was Archie Manning playing when you were in, at the Saints? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the quarterback. And, and, and uh, uh, of course, uh, that, that uh, uh, his, both of his sons there went on to become very, very good quarterbacks. He was a great guy, uh, you know, uh, he, he was, uh, uh, loved the, loved the South. I think at, at times, you, you know, there was, there was still, there was, <laughs> there was still some, some tension in, in the air around the Northerners and Southerners, okay. you know, and, and uh, uh, but, uh, he was, uh, yeah, he was, he was really, he was good people. So. Uh, Were you a fan of uh, Creole cooking before you went down to New Orleans? Uh, no, no, I wasn't. But uh, you learn so, pretty all quick. That stuff is so good. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That and poor boys, you know, uh, they they were uh, submarine sandwiches. Uh, you get a poor boy, and uh, yeah, it the food was was just wonderful. The people, the fans were great, uh, and uh, uh, you know, we really enjoyed our time down there. Had to, like I said, we've made friends that we've kept in touch with through the years. So <laughs> you always forget because we, we, you know, we sometimes as fans we we see the players as uh, interchangeable objects, like a like a, car, a baseball card. You can just trade yeah. them to go send them to this team or this other team. So right. it must have been it must have been difficult for you because you had you had spent so much time in the Northeast and with Giants to say, oh, now I'm going I'm going to New Orleans, but it seemed to work out for you. Yeah, it did. Well, I think Coach Nolan, uh, when, uh, Hank Stram was the head coach when I got there. Yep. He got fired that next year. Dick Nolan took over, former Giant, and uh, and he he was just he was just a great guy. He, you know, he'd say, "Patrick, am I going to have a hard time with you?" I said, "No, sir. I said, I'm going <laughs> to be a good boy." And he said, "You better be." And uh, uh, you know, I uh, I have a picture of he and I. Uh, when I played my last game, uh, uh, because I had announced my retirement uh, uh, a week before we went out to Los Angeles to play the Rams. <clears throat> and uh, one of my former teammates, Freddie Dreyer, was was out there uh, yep. as a defensive end and stuff. And, <clears throat> and uh, you know, it, it was, you know, it was one of those things. It was just... Uh, a wonderful experience both the Rams uh, players and our, our, our team, my teammates carried me off the field when the game was over. Oh, that must've made you which, feel great. Which, which I thought was just a, a wonderful thing. Freddie wanted me to stay. 
he said he he'd arranged for a party and i said no way <laughs> no way not gonna that has tr- you know? that has trouble written all over yeah, it yeah right? that has nothing but trouble written all over it and so i said i'm going home and i said that's it but it was uh it was wonderful on the plane back to uh, uh um from we actually we played in los angeles so on the plane back from los angeles to new orleans the pilot called me into the cockpit and you know he said you know I was a fan of yours when you were up in New York and everything else and he says great to have you on then you know bah, bah, bah. and he said he said but could you do me a favor could you guys stop dancing in the aisles right <laughs> <laughs> he says because I can't keep this plane going straight <laughs> and, uh, so yeah because we were I mean we were all in the back of the plane and we were celebrating I had my retirement party at 34,000 feet oh that's great and, uh, it was, uh, you know, it was one of those things. It was really great. Yeah, it was. It was uh, uh, one of the, one of those incredible experiences that uh, because with both the Saint felt players and and the and the Rams that picked me up after after the game was over and started walking me off the field and I was yelling, "Let me down! Let me down!" <laughs> you know, uh, it was it was a wonderful uh, sentiment, uh, in a, a nice way to end uh, what I would consider to be a pretty good career, uh, you know, from that standpoint. So we're speaking with Pat Hughes. Pat Hughes played 10 seasons in the NFL with the New York Giants from 1970 to 1976 and from 77 to 79 with the New Orleans Saints. He was a linebacker. He went to Boston University. That's right. BU guys. He was drafted in the ninth round, the 221st pick, and he had 10, a 10 year career. And the NFL will talk to him a little about his career at, at BU and uh, his time with the Giants and Saints. Uh, and we're going to talk a little collectibles right now, Pat. Um, you know, I sent you a, a card to uh, sign through the mail, and that's how we connected. Uh, do you yeah. get a lot of requests through the mail for autographs? Uh, well, I don't know what's a lot, but uh, yeah, the cards are always coming. And, and uh, I, I write the same thing on, on, uh, on, I write a note back thanking whoever sends the card and and tell them you know it's a wonderful reminder of a magical time in my life which is what it was i mean uh you know i still think back uh, that uh, did i really do that uh, you know uh, was that me and and uh, and so uh, the cards uh, like i said are a great reminder and 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 they come at certain times you know there's a peak time where where you know i'll get a, a bunch of them and then uh, then they trickle through the rest of the rest of the year that that way but uh, i always enjoy getting them uh, and uh, 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 always put the same thing on the thing. Thank you. And uh, uh, it brings back all the memories that I cherish uh, from being with the Giants and the Saints. So, Were you a card collector as a kid? Uh, I was. We used to shoot them, right? Yeah, flip them, yep. Yeah, uh, Against the wall, uh, right? With yeah, well, and, well, you get leanies and, yeah. and, and, and then you uh, knock yeah. them down and then you get them yeah, on the cards. And if you get them, you get them all, right? Yep. So, so, I did yeah. the same thing, my friend. That That's a New <laughs> England thing. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, well, it was like one of those things. And, and so I, I did, uh, I love collecting them. And, and uh, as a matter of fact, I have uh, uh, a number of, of them from way, way back. Like, Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so uh, I think somebody, somebody sent, somebody sent them to me. 
I can't I can't quite remember, but uh, uh, but uh, I, I, I uh, so I cherish them. You know, my daughter did a great thing because I used to give mine away, you know, and uh, if I had extra or if I had, you know, I, I'd, I'd send it back with my card. Uh, yeah. And so she finally said she got, a, 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 I think there are four from the Giants. There's one from the Saints. Um, and she uh, got uh, uh, two of each and she front and back, she had it framed. And so, and, and she said, uh, I'm going to lock this frame and you can't take these cards and give them away. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful gift from my daughter. And, and uh, uh, because she realized that I just keep giving the cards away and I didn't, you know, didn't have any. You didn't, so. you didn't have any of your own. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But Did uh, you well, I have, I, I, I have my helmet that I, that I wore for the giants. I have nice. the helmet, helmet I wore for the saints. I have the helmet that I wore for, for Boston university. And, uh, <clears throat> and I have the one I wore in high school. Oh, wow. Yeah. Fun, yeah, yeah. So it, it was a leather helmet. Wow, okay. that's that's leather, awesome. Leather, right? I was on a I was on a Zoom call, a business call, and and I, I could see a fella on the other side, kind of straining. He said, "Is that a leather helmet behind you?" <laughs> <laughs> and I said, "Yeah, I'm really that old. I, I played with a leather helmet, you know. And actually, that was probably the best helmet I wore." You know, uh, snug, uh, uh, no, no percussions uh, uh, because the the, uh, the the padding and and the lacing inside the helmets yeah. were never really that good. You know, and you'd break that lacing, and your head would go right to the top of the helmet. <clears throat> And that, did you uh, did you keep many game balls? Did you get uh, many game balls from your playing? I, I have. Well, I got the, the Rams from the Saints. Uh, I got another one, uh, a giant ball from the Saints. Uh, we beat them uh, down there, in in uh, and it was funny because uh, uh, Kelly, uh, Brad Van Pelt, and and uh, you know Harry Carson, these guys were all yelling at me from the bench over you know on the giant side of the field. Yep. You know? And uh, it was it was a good given give and take, but uh, so I got uh, a couple there, and uh, it's probably three four uh, game balls that I've got uh, uh, that I, you know, that I cherish, uh, uh, you know, as uh, uh, back when. Did you collect any autographs? Get autographs from your, your teams or or uh, any of your? No, opponents? no, I, it's, a little, it's a little different time now then, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, well, it was, you know, uh, back then. But, uh, you know, the thing that, that for me, it was the things that, uh, like, I have the jersey from high school, I have it from college, I have it from uh, Giants, I have it from Saints. And, uh, uh, did, and you frame, I, you did you frame them all up and put them with your, your card? Right? No, I actually, they're, they're hanging up in, in, in my basement. Uh, the, uh, my, my wife, after a while, got tired of all of this football stuff, you know, that's what so, I get. See, I get, I get one room. <laughs> yeah, I see it. I like it. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to tell her after this, that you got one room. I need a room, but uh, <laughs> you, you deserve it. What she says to me, she says, you got the basement. <laughs> I said, the basement, <laughs> the basement, you know. But anyway, down there, I've got uh, a lot of things that uh, make me smile. So 
all good. After you after you retired, what what um, vocation did you did you settle in with? Well, when I was in New York, uh, uh, in my second year there, uh, I went to uh, Wall Street. I used to do speaking. I was on the Speakers Bureau for both sure. Sports Illustrated and for the Giants. And uh, and so uh, I met some folks and, and uh, that were working on Wall Street. And uh, I ended up working on Wall Street as an institutional trader for Purcell Graham and Company. Oh, wow. Frank Frank Graham went on to become the president of the American Stock Exchange. And uh, but I was trading stocks institutionally for Purcell Graham. And uh, and, and so uh, once the season was over, I traded my pads and helmet for a three piece suit. And, and uh, you know, uh, I would uh, commute from New Jersey to uh, uh, Wall Street and uh, I worked there, you know, until let's see. About, about a month before the sea, the training camp started. So I was okay. down there about three or four months uh, on, on Wall Street. And uh, and then when I retired, I shifted back to into healthcare uh, and uh, uh, finished my career with Fallon Health in Worcester, Massachusetts. Uh, sure. Fallon uh, is a uh, large player and... Uh, uh, I was president and CEO at Fallon uh, up until my retirement, which I think was in 75, 76, or not 70. Uh, uh, hang on. I got to get the dates right. No problem. I have you with the Giants till 76 and then the Saints from 77 to 79. Yeah, okay. So, no, see, I'm, I'm, I'm stuck in football. Uh, so <laughs> it, it would be uh, – 2015 i retired in 2015 so okay uh, so that's kind of it was uh, i was a ceo there from uh from 2000 to uh, uh 2015 so did, did you did you play at the the new giant stadium in, in new jersey were you, were you yes yes i did, what, I did. was the, it was that truly a home field advantage that seems like for the giants that was a as well we, a, we a great we, place to play we got more people into the stadium. And so, uh, and, and the giant fans are, 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 are known for making noise. And so, yeah, it, it was, uh, uh, you know, it was really, uh, that was pretty amazing uh, because the other thing about, uh, I used to say this when I was speaking, uh, I, I played for the only team in the NFL that had a travel through three states to lose a home game. <laughs> So we were practicing in, in, in New Jersey, uh, Jersey City. Yep. So through through Jersey into New York, into Connecticut, play at the Yale Bowl, uh, uh, come home under cover of darkness. You know, <laughs> but uh, so it, that was that was tough because uh, you just couldn't get settled in. You know, the I mean, the Yale Bowl was 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 nice. Uh, uh, you know, the fans were great, but, uh, you know, you, you weren't settled. You were practicing here. You yep. were going there, uh, you know. I mean, as a New England, you know, that was the Patriots problem for, for such yes. a long time. They couldn't right. settle. Well, they, sure. We played them. We played them at, Har at Harvard Stadium. Yeah. And, and uh, so, I mean, it's it's you really need to, uh, you know, put down some roots and and. Uh, you know, be in a be in a, a place that you can call home, 
right? And it's truly yep. is home. Uh, your exercise facility and all of the other things. So, but, as uh, as a linebacker, did you prefer going against a pocket quarterback or a guy that w- was uh, running all the time, like Fran Tarkington? Uh, yeah, well, they they presented more problems. I think a guy like Francis was what was problematic for linebackers, and so I was I was glad he was on our team, not playing against him. But uh, uh, I think that uh, you know pocket the, the pocket passers, uh, you know, uh, you can get more pressure uh, with with rushing and blitzing and other things like that. So uh, you know, but uh, yeah, you didn't you didn't like the ones that ran around. Stay yeah, I still. I wouldn't think so. Is there, uh, you know, I asked this question because uh, I heard Tom Brady get interviewed uh, about a year ago and they, somebody asked him, well, what, what, who gave you the biggest hit? Who, who, who knocked you out? And he, he remembers one, one guy, I think it was against the Bills. Is there somebody that you really gave a good hit to that, that you remember that, that you're sitting there in your easy chair and you're like, oh, remember when I gave that lick to <laughs> so-and-so? I have, I have a, picture of of uh uh larry brown who played yep. who was uh, uh you know uh, you used to embarrass me periodically you know, <laughs> in, in, in the open field but i have a picture that he came out to block me and i i just caught him just right and turned him uh, turtled him yeah right as we used to say and, and he went back and, and landed on his ass and and uh, he had this Awful look on his face, looking back up at me. But that, and somebody <laughs> got that picture. So, like where so this he guy can't come deny. From? He can, yeah, right, exactly. And and it was, uh, you know, it was really just great timing on the hit, my hitting him, and uh, uh, and he lost his footing and turned upside down. So, uh, but uh, I still look at that that picture and smile. That's so, so Larry, Thank wherever you. you are, it's 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 in my office at home. <laughs> You've brought joy to my life, Larry. We are speaking with Pat Hughes. Pat Hughes played uh, 10 seasons in the NFL with the New York Giants from 1970 to 76 and the Saints from 77 to 79. He went to Boston University where he is in the BU Hall of Fame, Sports Hall of Fame, as uh, he was played on the only team that made a bowl game, only football team for BU that made a bowl game in 1969. He is a, a great signer of cards through the mail. So guys, if you have a card, you like uh, Pat to sign it, send it off. He signs it with a smile. So uh, Pat, I really appreciate your time today. It was great to, to reminisce a little and talk about your, your college and pro career and, and some of the things and some of the guys, guys that you played with and against. So I really appreciate your time today. Uh, thank you, Jeff. I appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, it's, it was fun. Great. Bring back, you brought back all of those memories. That's the that's <laughs> the idea. <laughs> that's what it's all about. All right, my friend. You stay healthy and, and enjoy the summer up in Maine. Okay. Thank you much. God bless. All right. You too. Bye. Bye. Buying and selling sports cards has never been easier, thanks to the free Collect app. With a million collectors on the app, you can find just about anything. Build your PC, sell off your cards for top dollar, trade up to get your Grail card. Are you new to the app? Don't worry about it. There's an option to check out with credit card, generate shipping and tracking, and use promo credits towards deals. Download Collects, that's Collects, C-O-L-L-X, for free on the App Store or Google Play.
Drew, it's really fun because uh, yeah, I've been, you know, sending out a lot of TTM requests and we're getting a lot of, we get a lot, you know, I ask them, all the guys with the one beyond the show. And, and I, I have four or five more guys that, that I'm going to interview uh, nice. still. So it, I really enjoy, I really enjoy talking to the former players, uh, you know, learning about, you know, you get, you get the fun stories, you get the, the, the kind of the inside dope on it. And, you know, these guys are now they're in their seventies and eighties. So they, a lot of times they, they don't pull any punches. You know what I mean? They don't really care what they say because it's like, who the hell am I going to up, upset? Right. Yeah. They can dish on a lot more stuff. I mean, you talk to a guy nowadays, it's like, well, you don't want to say that anything is going to upset an opponent or anything in your locker room or anything. You get a guy who's in his seventies. He's been gone from that world for, you know, 30, 40 years. He can go ahead and drop all that stuff on there. Cause I mean, hell half the time, the guys that he might be saying something about, they've already said it out themselves. So, uh, Right. And it's fun because yeah, they're, they, they love, you know, it's nice to give them attention because they, they, you know, they, they really form, you know, f- formed a lot of the, the, what's happening now in, in terms of the NFL and M- uh, right. Major League Baseball, they really paid their dues and, and, you know, they didn't, they didn't necessarily reap all the rewards that, that some of the players right. are getting now, you know, so it's really fun to talk to these guys. So, as I said, I've got, I think I've got three or four more guys. Uh, I got two NBA guys and a couple of more NFL guys that uh, we will interview in the next coming week. So right. stick around for that. All right, Drew, Saturday, we have TTM Todd. He's a great uh, TTM collector. Do you follow, do you follow him on, uh, on Twitter or, or on social media? Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah, he's a, he's a, a very good TTMer. So we talked to TTM Todd. So we're gonna uh, he'll be in Collector's Corner. Also, we got Les Wolf. Les Wolf looks back at the National. I interviewed Les yesterday, and of course, Les is Les. So we got uh, <laughs> we got right. we got his take on the National and, and all the things that happened in Chicago. That will be on Saturday. Next Wednesday, we have Larry Hand, who played for the Detroit Lions. I think he played. His entire uh, NFL career with the Detroit Lions, he's a defensive end. And uh, we talked to Larry about uh, his time in the NFL and, and, and signing autographs as well. Drew, anything else you want to add before I let you go? I think we are pretty well covered on everything there. And hopefully, I mean, Saturday, hopefully I'll have some stuff to talk about, some TTMs and some trades and stuff. But, uh, yeah, it's been a pretty slow weeks for me right now. Right now, So glad you were able to cover it with all the uh, national news, at least. Yeah, I have I have a pile of cards that I have to put away. So that the, yeah. that's what I'm going to be doing the next couple of days. So, uh, all right, guys. Thank you, Drew. Thank you very much. Really appreciate it. Nice to get back. I missed you on Saturday. We, it was... Uh, We'll, we'll, we'll have to, you know, we'll be, we'll get together next year. It won't be the national. It'll be the all-star game. Right. Exactly. Yep. I'll be able right, to, hopefully I'll be able to provide some stuff from the national or something then too. So yeah. And, and you're going to, you're going to take me to good places to eat too. That, that, that exactly. That. <laughs> all right, guys, we've Saturday. We'll have all our regulars, including uh, our TDM stamp of approval and uh, make sure you send your uh, collects member ID to us and we will get you a $10 coupon. And I think that's it. All right, guys. Uh, Wishing everyone many happy returns. We will see you on Saturday. See you on Saturday. Be good. (laughs) 